0: You're listening to Africa Rights Talk, a Center for Human Rights podcast series hosted by Tatenda Musinahama. Welcome to the conversation. special episode of Africa Rights Talk. With me today is Mr. Isaac Mamatela, who is the chairperson of Houding Old People's Forum, and Miss Lydia Chipwe, who is from the Center for Human Rights, particularly the Women's Rights Unit. And I have Ramatulai Jalo and Ms. Hilma Moses as uh, part of the students of the MPhil and LLM Program in Human Rights and Democratization in Africa. The aim of this podcast is to raise awareness to and to Increase ratification of the Protocol to the African Charter on Human and People's Rights on the Rights of Older Persons in Africa, which is also known as the Protocol on Older Persons. But without giving much away, I'd like to have our wonderful guests introduce themselves and the nature of the work that they do. So I'll start with you Mr. Isaac Mamatela. Could you please introduce yourself?
1: I'm Isaac Mamatela, the chairperson of Outing Older Persons Forum. I'm a pensioner. I'm not working for any company. And then my work as a chairperson, I supervise the five regions of Houghton. That makes about 24 locals. Thank
0: you. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Miss Lydia Chibwe. Please introduce yourself and the nature of work that you do at the Center for Human Rights. Thank you so much, Tatenda, and thank you for having us today. Uh, so my name is Lydia Chibwe, and I'm a project assistant in the Women's Rights Unit uh, here at the Center for Human Rights. So the unit is committed to the realization of, of the rights of women and girl children in Africa. We work to ensure the popularization and implementation of, of the protocol to the African Charter on Human and People's Rights on the Rights of Women in Africa, which is shortened as the Maputo Protocol, as well as the protocol to the African Charter on Human and People's Rights on the Rights of Older Persons, which is known as the Older Persons Protocol or the Protocol on Older Persons. So we do this through a number of ways, which includes research, advocacy, as well as training. Thank you very much. Hilma, could you please introduce yourself and your involvement in the work of the Women's Rights Unit? Uh, Thank you so much, Tatenda. My name is Hilma Moses. I am an LLM student at the Center for Human Rights at the University of Pretoria. We work under the Human Rights Clinic, basically just also involved in in terms of outlining or focusing on the work that that is being done to promote women's rights in the African continent. Thank you. I also understand that you have
2: um, Ms. Ramu. I call her Ramu. Could you please introduce yourself? Hi. Good day, to Tender. Thank you so much for having us. My name is Ramatu jalo I'm a student under the HRDA program, and I'm also an attorney um, in Botswana, and my area of interest is around pre-conflict peace building. So I'm under the women's unit, and just as touched on by Hilma, we work towards promoting the rights of women across the continent. Thank you. So, Lydia, in your introduction, you explained to us that your mandate as the
0: Women's Rights Unit is to try and advance the Mapuche Protocol as well as the Protocol on Older Persons. But since today we're focusing on the Protocol on Older Persons, I'd like to know when was this protocol adopted and what is the center's involvement with this protocol? Allow me to give a brief background on why this protocol came into being. Uh, so, as we all know, historically older people used to have an important status in African societies. Their knowledge and experience of life was generally appreciated. Moreover, they fulfilled an important social role of consultancy, leadership, and cultural continuity, which accorded them respect, appreciation, and protection from the surrounding society. But this reality has long since changed, and this is due to a combination of social and economic changes that has brought about an overall change in the role and status of elders in African societies. This reality has changed. Due to a combination of uh, many factors, and older persons experience violations of their rights at family, community, as well as institutional levels, due to a uh, multiple forms of discrimination as a result of accumulated inequalities across their life, and the intersectionality of age with disability, ethnic origin, literacy levels, gender, and poverty, amongst other factors. So, consequently, in most of in most of our yeah. The persons experience high levels of poverty and violence, as well as difficulties in accessing information and education and other violation of rights that they face. So you also find that within the socially weakened group of elders in Africa, the women constitute an even weaker subgroup. The older women are generally poorer than the older men, and they have a lower level of education, and they do not usually have their own property oral positions. As I said, we work towards the the realization of women's rights in Africa. So that's why I'm trying to emphasize that women constitute an even uh, weaker subgroup. So given this background, consultations were made with different stakeholders, including the older persons themselves. And on 31 August 2016, member states of the African Union adopted the older person's protocol. So that's how the uh, protocol came into being. It was a realization of, of the fact that uh, older persons were experiencing problems in, in societies. So the protocol's goal is to strengthen regional protection of older persons' rights by providing an opportunity for them to enjoy their full rights and freedom on an equal footing with other population groups. And so far, for 14 countries have signed the protocol, and as of March 2021, only four states, which are Benin, Ethiopia, Lesotho, and recently Malawi, have ratified the protocol. So, for this protocol to come into force, we need 15 ratifications. Consequently, the Center for Human Rights in 2018, we began the Hashtag Age with Rights Campaign as a need to show the plight of older persons and advocate for the rights of older persons in the continent by encouraging AU member states to ratify the protocol. So, the hashtag Age with Rights Campaign that we have started since 2018 is a campaign which reaffirms that older persons should be able to exercise their human rights. Between Helma and uh, Ramu, I would like to find out if you can outline some of the rights enshrined in this protocol yes so the protocol uh, encompasses a broad range of rights including the prohibition of all forms of discrimination against older persons equal access to justice and protection under the law and the right to make decisions protection from abuse and harmful traditional practices as outlined, with regards also to older women and then also the right to care and support and then um, issues that relates to the rights to employment, social security, and health, and also that relates to access to education, transport, and credit facilities, amongst others. And I suppose Ramu will be taking the next question that I have, which is for you to explain in detail how your efforts through the Women's Rights Clinic enhance the visibility of the hashtag Age with campaign. Can you tell the listeners what the Center for Human Rights Activities are to increase ratification? of the protocol on older persons? So as
2: the, as the Women's Rights Clinic, we are basically very closely connected with the Women's Rights Unit, especially in relation to this campaign. And in terms of our work under the clinic, um, in relation to the campaign, we have various activities because we have understood in our interventions that ratification is also linked with empowering the community with knowledge about the protocol to begin with, and some of the violence um, that is suffered by elderly persons. So in relation to that mandate, we have first of all developed an essay competition, which has involved three uh, schools, secondary schools in Mamelodi, and the students will be writing essays around violence and abuse of older persons in South South Africa, with a focus on older persons, older women's rights in the COVID-19 context. So the reason why this mandate is specifically placed under the women's clinic is because of the extra sense of vulnerability that older women face in the community, as mentioned. So this essay competition basically touches on that issue. And another activity under the campaign to amplify awareness on the protocol is this very podcast that we are doing with um, Africa uh, Africa Rights Talk uh, with Yourself, um, basically to allow us to engage with different stakeholders in the space that can share more insight about the realities of older persons on the ground. In addition, we are also planning a joint meeting with the government of South Africa, Kenya, Ghana, and in relation to the fact that this is an intersectional issue, we've also looped in the coordination and the participation of the disability unit just to raise that intersectional lens that we're not just talking about older persons, but this is touching on older persons with disabilities who are women, who are However, they may identify that are in need of assistance and that require the protocol to be ratified to safeguard their rights. So, those are our activities under this campaign. Thank you. And now to Mr. Matela,
0: can you shed more light, just to explain to the listeners the work of the South African Forum on Older Persons? Thank you, Tatenda. South African Forum
1: is to oversee the nine provinces. Runs as correct to advocate the rise of the older person and to promote the well-being and foster the formation of community organizations, that is, study centers and residential in partnership with government, to conduct yearly programs of older persons, to convene provinces of provinces to hold the conference at national level, to table their yearly annual reports, to disseminate information, to consult, advise, recommend, on legislation and policies by government to monitor a public awareness of older persons to work as Act 13 of 2006, guided by the Act 71 of 1997, to run golden games as per rule book, and to uh, to hold the older person parliamentary.
0: With that, can you please explain to the listeners what the status or the current situation on older? Per- persons in South Africa is like? Are their rights being observed? What could be done to ensure that their rights, that, that aim of human rights to preserve and maintain dignity of older persons is observed? What is the current situation like in South Africa? The
1: current situation in South Africa is good. It's kept by services rendered by social de- development as a custodian of their program. Department of Health and Department of Community Safety Sports and Culture. And Thank mm-hmm. you. The regions and locals where live, warm bodies are reached through service centers and ward forums and to monitor any mishappening to relevant stakeholders then can come. to.
2: You know what, I, I want to figure out if I could chip in for a second. I know that we had heard from Mr. Mamatella on the current situation on older persons in South Africa, but I just wanted to figure out if possibly Mr. Mamatela is it possible to maybe get more from him on that question because I am a young person and on top of that I'm not from South Africa. So for me, I think it would be really interesting to really paint a broad picture for us. Like what is it like for an older person in South Africa? What are the challenges? Are you able to access transport efficiently? Are your rights in certain facilities recognized in terms of queues if the case may be or are are mechanisms put in place in society to make sure that your life experience as an older person is easy or not what are the challenges what are the hardships what are the heartaches what are the abuses that older persons face in South Africa if he is able to Mr. Momotella if I'm not troubling you if you could just really bring out all of the things that frustrate you as an organization and as an older person so that people understand better and can Assist
1: uh, I think uh, the lady asked, uh, a question that, uh, or the request that we can do. One, Uh, Older persons in South Africa, I can say all departments have got a reserved uh, service for each older person that knocks by the door. And if there are challenges, we are using uh, the protocol from the world forum, local forum, region, provincial, until uh, national. In other words, we've got five steps that we can alleviate the problem. And then one other thing. Our challenges in South Africa are not that much because we are in a transitional form from old dispensation to the new dispensation. And then we'll find that all problems that are raised or all concerns that are raised, there's a mechanism to deal with them. But if, if I may say to the lady who quoted the question, it's nice to be an old person in South Africa because all the eyes are glued on the older person. Because these people, if I can more more dwell into the issue, is that because we fought for this, for this freedom. And now, the older persons, we must have their first-hand information, their first-hand issue out to all problems that you can have. You can name one, housing, name health, name social life, community safety. And above all, we are using Ubuntu to our Services to other departments. I hope I've covered your question. I
2: suppose in some ways, but I think that the advantage of having the South African Older Persons Forum here, especially a forum that is connected to grassroots organizations that work towards the rights of older persons, and, and that we might also be able to get a sense of what the experience is of older persons on the ground and in rural areas. Because, you know, when, when we read, the black and white texts as students, a lot of statistics show that abuse are faced by especially older women in, in rural communities, how the issue in relation to being ostracized because of, for example, being falsely accused of witchcraft and having your property seized or, or as the case may be, or even suffering abuses from younger persons, um, such as my age group, for example, who... Just basically these issues that we see reoccurring in the literature. I wanted to figure out if that is something that the South African older person's form has bumped into or has experienced in their work on the ground. Let me say to,
1: to the lady who posed the question: in any family or in any vicinity, there are people, even you can tell him that this is a cell phone, you you tell you it, it disagree. It is with you. So in other words, for referring to people in a delinquent form, it's not easy to that you can groom somebody like that. But if we older persons can rest on our laurels and leave our children to go astray, you'll have a number of complaints or you'll see a state somewhere posted as that South Africa is experiencing an abuse of older, of older persons. Yes, there are there and there. But if you bring them, let's say South Africa got nine provinces and then you take the steps of nine provinces here, then you bring them together. You'll find it is alarming. But go to the relevant one province or one area. You find the older persons, they don't know anything. It's happening somewhere. So it's for the laws of this country to do its work. If the community safety does their work, to minimise uh, the abuse, you will find you will find that sometimes we are addressing something that we addressed maybe three months or four months before a uh, year the past year. But let me assure you, if anything that is brought up anyway, we say the old forums are there to attend to that and to inform the relevant uh, department to attend to the matter. And then was something that in a uh, uh, health department that we say all. All the people who are abusing the older persons can be any form they must be entered into that register by entering that register it means to that it means to say you are no more able to serve the community anyway because you are entered into that uh, the list of abusers
0: yes so one of the roles of the south african older persons forum is to promote the rights and dignity of older persons to consult and advise government, to comment on legislation and policy, to foster the growth of community organizations, to disseminate information, raise public awareness, and interact with the Minister of Social Development, the Parliament, and other relevant stakeholders. What do you think is the reason for South Africa's and maybe by extension, most states' failure to ratify the protocol on older persons? What challenges and successes does the South African Forum for Older Persons face in making sure its goals are achieved. At present,
1: South Africa, if you can remember very well, we are from the old dispensation in 1994, and we are now in a new dispensation that the current government is trying to address the situation that was impacted to older persons. By having the laws and monitoring all its departments, they do the service to the older persons. The challenges they can be, but if the challenges are, we use a protocol system from the World Forum. Locals, region, province to national to raise our difficulties or challenges that we can have. And again, to recommend to the government through the protocol, what do we think as older persons that should be done and addressed?
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Perhaps Lydia, you can come in here and explain to us why it is important for relevant stakeholders to seriously consider ratifying the protocol on older persons. And why it is important for South Africa to ratify it? Uh, It is important for relevant stakeholders uh, to consider ratifying the protocol uh, because this protocol promotes equal participation of older persons in decision-making processes, ensuring that their potential and talents are utilized and their needs and concerns are addressed, and also to ensure that their well-being is being realized across Africa and also here in South Africa. The protocol also says there's a tool for the development of age-friendly policies, laws, programs, and services that address the challenges that older persons are facing in order for them to be able to exercise their human rights fully in Africa's increasing aging societies. Also, the protocol provides standards and guidelines to help remove the stigma associated with aging, while at the same time, perpetuating more positive images of aging, and also creating awareness of the contribution of older persons to the society. Lastly, the protocol also helps to hold governments, including the South African government, to account for their actions toward the protection of the rights of older people and also to bring all countries to a similar level and standard of protection of older persons. The annual theme for the Center for Human Rights this year is hashtag tech for rights, rethinking a human rights-based approach to new technologies. In in Africa. How can technology increase the realization of the rights of older persons? what tools can be used to raise awareness on the rights of older persons and how can we basically leverage technology to ensure that the protocol is ratified I'd like to hear your thoughts and views on this Mr. Mametella. The attack
1: for, for rights we can use a media television and we can still use tools for communication and practical actions and the leverage to teach one to teach the other Why is life is Nice is to deploy a technician to help the older persons, e.g. at banks and offices, through so engaging the
0: government. And uh, what about Lydia, what could you say about this? I, I think uh, we can have campaigns on various platforms, for example, Facebook and Twitter because that's where most people are engaging uh, these days. We can have campaigns that seek against age discrimination and age because many older people are affected directly by, 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 by this. Also, this helps increase pressures on governments as well as on society as a whole to, to realize the, the rights of older persons. And your mom? I was thinking more in terms of um, the advantages that technology could bring to older persons with regard to digital payments. I know that in many African countries now, uh, there has been a lot of talks or also in terms of technological development that relates to connecting older adults to, let's say, insurance services and also access to all forms of digital money, not necessarily digital payments, not necessarily money. Like in terms of like, uh, you find some older persons who normally queue up, now there are much easier ways of, uh, some countries have made, uh, for instance, use of the post office in terms of providing that access and bridging digital, gap uh, of older persons. And then I'm also thinking in terms of older persons with disabilities and how that has also helped older persons um, with regard to assistive devices. So that could, because we we know that older persons may not necessarily be active users of the digital spaces, but we do have, like what Lydia mentioned in terms of Facebook, we do have a number of them on uh, on social media pages like Facebook where they normally would for certain information but we also know that it has definitely a long way to go in terms of addressing the technological inequalities that exist in our society. I'll come back to that um, Hilma as well as uh, what Lydia said but let's hear what
2: Ramu says. I think we've gotten so many diverse views in relation to how um, technology can assist and I think I would especially agree with um, all of the input more especially social media as well and the use of assisted devices but I think all also, what might be needed in having this discussion would probably be looking at what form of trainings could be provided to ensure that older persons are able to harness technology to the best of its ability in order to assist them in their everyday lives. From your responses, and I stand to be corrected, and
0: that's why we are having this conversation on Africa Rights Talk. Uh, in your responses, is the assumption that, first of all, older persons do have access to different forms of digital technology. Technologies, that is phones, right? So before we even get to how they are able to use or utilize things like Twitter or Facebook, can we start asking each other the questions of, do they, do they live in, in urban centers where there would be infrastructure to make sure that there's Wi-Fi, there's fiber? We talked about the economic disadvantages that most older persons are facing. And when we try to look at the cost of data in most African countries, I think that poses a threat or a challenge to how older persons can realize their human rights as well. Can we also think about older persons that are residing in rural areas? Does that not leave them behind in terms of making sure that their rights are advanced? and realized even for those older persons who have access to these different forms of technology who have mastered and I feel like they represent just a small percentage of their population how interactive are these social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook to making sure that as much as we want to advocate for their rights do they also have a voice in talking about what they need to be advocated for are we not assuming on their behalf that this is what they need how else can we care from them in terms of yeah, how else can you hear from them what platforms could be used to make sure that we hear from them so I know it it, it gives a, one a lot of things to think about but maybe you could try and address those issues I would say that uh, yes you're right most of the persons do not have access to technological um, uh, gadgets that allows them to be on uh, social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter and perhaps we actually need to do more to the that cause so that maybe they can they, they can be training on older persons to teach them on how they operate the technological gadgets that allow them to access Facebook and Twitter. But my point was mainly on young people because they are the ones who in most cases practice discrimination and ageism on older people. And I understand that most young people are using uh social media these days. As I was saying, if we can have campaigns on those platforms, young people will learn that um older persons they've got rights which we as a society need to 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 re- to realize. But As for all the persons, I think we still have more that we need to do because most of them, like you rightly said, they don't know how to use these technological gadgets. So we still have a lot to do regarding that. Thank you, Lydia. Uh, Mr. Mamatella, what can you say about this question that I've posed? Do you think that digital technologies are able to provide the voice that is needed for older persons to speak on the rights that they need to be observed?
1: Yes, uh, Tatenda, it's true that uh, the older persons, let's take the age political uh, from the age of seven, uh, 75 upwards, we find that the those people were, ne- were never taught uh, previously as a, a mathematical people. And some of them, they grow up, they've grown up in the, the disadvantaged areas. Now today, they are now encroaching the urban area, and then they found that technology is very high. So what's needed to be done? We have to hold campaigns Teach our older persons more, more especially <laughs> the portraying disadvantaged areas. There are areas that are more portrayed. That you find that the house to one another it is about 10, 10 kilometers apart. So those people they need the coming generation and us as the older person to assist them. That they must dramatize with the, the, the present technology.
0: Thank you. And I, I think that's that's a very powerful um sentiment. To-
2: that you raised there Ramu what do you think I think your issue, um, the issue that you raised in relation to access is, is spot on and um, perhaps it, it could be a longer term sort of vision but maybe liaising with some key stakeholders in the private sector that are able to aid in um, rolling out better access to internet if possible having that linkage between government and private sector where, where government might be um, shorthanded and um Also, a good point was raised in relation to data as well. And I would echo that point and would see that as an opportunity for stakeholders to be involved in terms of that space to really facilitate access to tech from the context of older persons. And I think from what I'm hearing you guys say, and
0: I've just realized that I don't think these training programs have to be expensive because some of the pushback as civil society that we get from different stakeholders is that it's quite expensive. They don't have budgets for these things. But just listening to this conversation has made me realize that, you know what? What is needed is a conversation, a channel of communication, interaction between younger people and older persons to try and curb that issue of ageism, that issue of discrimination based on age. So can the training not be something where we have uh, thinking off the top of my head? Possibly we could have younger children, teenagers, for example, visiting older persons It could be older people's homes and just having to spend a day, you know, showing them how to use phones and how to, you know, just to navigate different digital platforms. It doesn't have to be something that is expensive or that costs a lot. I think it just takes the will, the political will and the effort to make sure that there's interaction between older persons and younger people. And with this, I'd just like to say, if you think that the issue of age with rights is not important to you, wait a few years, attempt to protect all persons and the rights of older persons is now. Okay, moving on Mr. Mometela. how could the public or listeners support the South African Older Persons Forum?
1: Uh, how could the public listeners support the forum? Yes, all people over the age of 60 should join service centers to, to, to participate in golden games, choir singing, soccer playing and all government departments they've got five years strategic plans for each department. They have to monitor their output. And then the media also can play a most important part of encouraging the older person to participate in the programs that the government has laid before us or they are yearly in the calendar of the year of each department.
0: And as we wrap up this conversation, what words would you like to leave to various stakeholders interested in supporting the Initiatives for the ratification of the protocol on older persons, Mr. Mametela. Uh, I
1: will urge all the private sectors to come to party to donate the buildings to house centers of the older of older persons. Then the previously proclaimed disadvantaged areas, the areas that uh, all departments have to go and wait there. And then the other one, the this uh, bulk be held at national level. We are having it at a provincial level as I speak, but I am the member of the additional uh, committee of a national. Yeah, and
0: Lydia? Thank you, Tatenda. I think what we need to do is we need to uh, to work together as civil society organizations so, so that we can be able to protect the rights of senior citizens. And um, as I noted earlier on, we can also make use of social media so that we can advocate for the rights of older people. We all can do something to protect the rights of older people. And as a center, we are willing to collaborate with any organization in facilitating initiatives for the ratification of the protocol. Roma? Thank you, Tatenda. I would just like to uh, um, to urge the governments, uh, the different governments in Africa to just honestly show their commitment towards the rights of older persons by ratifying the protocol on all persons in Africa, um, because as we know, our our elderly in the African continent are they've always been the respected group because that is um, how we treat our elderly in the African context. And in doing that, that is also one way of trying to at least uh, showing respect and care, and in um, in that we 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 stand with them and the challenges that they face in the African continent. Thank you,
2: and Ramu. Thank you, Tendai. I think. Firstly, it's to touch on what you had stated earlier about how we look at elderly, the rights of elder persons are something that's abstract, but it's a reality to all of us. So I would also echo Hilma's call for the ratification of the protocol to facilitate the rights of older persons, to protect the rights of older persons. And also in relation to stakeholders, it would be to state that we have a campaign that's ongoing as a women's rights clinic. We're busy with these activities and these are some of activities that we'd love to have collaboration with private sector stakeholders and stakeholders in general from all corners of South Africa and Africa. So if there are listeners out there that are interested in hearing more about the activities that we're doing, um, I'd encourage them to just visit the Center for Human Rights um, website and see how they can get in contact with us and we'd be more than willing to collaborate and excited to fact. So thank you.
0: And for those of you who might be wondering where to find or how to visit the Center for Human Rights website is www.chr.up.ac.za and if you need to contact Lydia from the Women's Rights Unit you can simply email her on Lydia.chibwe at up.ac.za So would you like to give your concluding remarks as we round up this conversation? Mr. Mamatela? May
1: May I conclude by saying, may I thank the University of Pretoria to host the podcast all the units that have participated thank you, all the students that took part in doing the research, thank you and the center mission toward the protocol the realization of human rights can be tackled or oh, as South Africa we have in our next national annual general conference to bring fought this and having maybe the government is, is doing it somewhere but then we must put it on the table to have uh, to receive an attention and lastly in everything that uh, a person is doing leaving out a woman you are killing a nation but by having more engagements to women then we will be bringing an attention to women or enlightened educating the nation. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Those are wise words indeed. And it was a pleasure having you in this discussion. I'd like to hear from Lydia. What would be your concluding remarks? Thank you, Tatenda. I have nothing much to say, but I just want to say that uh, the full protection of older persons rights is, is is essential in the whole continent. And as the Center for Human Rights, we therefore continue to call AU member states to ratify the older persons protocol and also to prioritize the protection Protection of the rights of older persons in the continent. Thank you. Hilma, what would you like to say? Uh, thank you so much. I would just like to, uh, first of all, just thank the Older Persons Forum for the work that they do in terms of advancing the rights of older persons in South Africa and join the voices in terms of ratifying, calling for the ratification of the Older Persons Protocol, not only in South Africa, but in all African Union member states. And lastly, I would like to thank you Tatenda for giving us the opportunity to be able to carry out this podcast as part of our advocacy initiatives initiatives or activities with regard to to, to the ratification of the older persons protocol thank you so much and
2: Ramu. similarly for me a huge thank you to everyone who's participated on our session on this podcast and thank you to you for the platform and as a concluding statement most important to ratify 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 to protect old persons as you protect yourself because we will all be there at some point this was a really
0: exciting conversation and i hope you listeners also enjoyed the conversation and i hope that it is giving you a thing or two to think about you might not be able to contribute financially you might not be able to go out in the streets and protest but the way you can start to make a change and to initiate a difference is how you conduct yourself and how you treat older persons treat them with respect you provide them with the help that they need this has been africa rights talk with me tatenda musina hama join us in our other episodes as we continue to explore other human rights issues